I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fires and wind continue in California, but our focus is going to shift to the middle of the country and the Ohio Valley and the eastern states as a powerful storm winds up and moves out of the plains and toward the Ohio Valley. I'm AccuWeather.com's Evan Myers, joined by AccuWeather.com's Bernie Reno. This is Weather Insider for Wednesday, October the 30th, and we are at episode number 173. Bernie, let's talk about California first, and then we're going to turn our attention and most of our attention to the middle of the country and then east from there. Well, good news for Northern California. The fires or the wind has already started the weekend uh, on our uh, Wednesday evening uh, in Northern California. That impacts the Kincaid fire. Over 75,000 acres have burned. Uh, the, the biggest evacuation orders ever for the county of Sonoma, which is located north and east of San Francisco uh, by about 50 to 100 miles. It's a long county. But um, the firefighters, once that wind weakens, and it will weaken, continue to weaken Wednesday night, continue to be relatively light, the winds Thursday, uh, Friday, and through the weekend, the firefighters should be able to get a handle on that. They believe that they will get this fire handled by November 7th. Southern California, just major problems Wednesday night. We're already seeing wind gusts uh, in some of the hills and canyons in northern Los Angeles County of 80 miles per hour earlier today. Firestorm. It's a firestorm. Yeah, those winds will continue to out with gusts. Not everywhere, but near the canyons and passes and where we have the fires, the Getty Fire, the Tick Fire, we're, st- we're going to see gusts 50 to 70 miles per hour. And our ac- we have an AccuWeather Storm Max wind of 80 miles per hour. It'll be a problem right through, right through Wednesday, uh, right through Thursday. It won't weaken until late in the day. And that associated, that whole, it's all, weather regimes are all related, Bernie, as we know. And there's a big storm in the middle of the country and behind it, a large high pressure area right out of the Great Basin and the east winds in circulation around that high. And really, because of the storm system, the contrast and pressure, very high pressure, very low pressure. And whenever you have that contrast, you get wind. And that's the wind that is coming into Southern California. And it's exacerbated by the fact that it's dry. It's coming down off the uh, off the Sierra, off the mountains in Southern California and accelerating as it comes down. There's compression that happens. There's uh, through the canyons. It's just a met. So let's talk about the storm that's to the east. It's really uh, one of the factors in, in the fires. That system Produce snow, will be producing snow uh, in a swath out of Kansas, uh, and it is now, uh, and will be right on into uh, Thursday, right out of uh, Kansas and across into the western Great Lakes, uh, places like the Chicago suburbs even getting some snow. A few, uh, an area of three to six inches, we're thinking northern Missouri, eastern Iowa, 
and just northwest of Chicago and in the northern Michigan. Now, there's still possibility we could do a little better than that in some locations, seven, eight, nine inches perhaps. Some people might not think that's better, Bernie. Better as far as or higher accumulations from uh, the Quad Cities, maybe toward Rockford, maybe toward Madison. But for many areas, the biggest snow so far of the season, although there were two inches, three inches earlier on Wednesday, just southwest of Chicago. That storm will be strengthening as we go through Thursday, and then it reaches its peak Thursday night into Friday morning, and that's when the winds start coming into the equation. Behind that storm, of course, and we talked about this the last couple of days, record cold, near record cold temperatures in the teens, even some single digits in the mountains there in places like Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and even the even the Texas Panhandle. Amarillo, the uh, record this date, 15 degrees uh, for early Thursday morning. So as this storm system moves eastward, there will be some a snow on the on the northwest side, but mostly what we're looking at is the wind and the rain. Let's talk about the rain first, and then the wind because the wind is going to be powerful. But let's so we'll leave that kind of for last. But let's talk about the rain, where that's headed, and how much there will be, and what the impacts of that rain will be. Rain most of Thursday across the Ohio Valley, Midwest, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. Then we were talking about Evan how the storm strengthens. So as that the storm strengthens the cold front associated with it, with all the rain out ahead of it, the rain starts to increase. So as this moves into the northeast Thursday night, the rain picks up in intensity. Halloween. And so does the wind. So it will be a soaking rain early evening, Buffalo toward Pittsburgh. Then once you get toward Rochester, Syracuse State College, I-81 in Western Virginia, uh, the early part of Thursday night, it will be raining and it becomes heavy and it becomes a windswept rain. But there's an area that you and I have been talking about since Tuesday. After the yesterday, after Tuesday's podcast, we start looking at that I-95 corridor Thursday night into Friday From morning. From like Wilmington up all right through New England. Uh, yeah, the, and, and the concern is, is that front continues to strengthen because the storm associated begins to strengthen. And that frontal system swings southward from the storm that will be heading up into the Great Lakes, but the uh, the, the front will be kind of being pushed a, a, like, a, like a wheel underneath it and headed right eastward, barreling eastward toward I-95. And we're concerned that you know, there's going to be some some gusty winds and certainly some minor, you know, some isolated problems across parts of New York State and Pennsylvania. But the area from about Philadelphia, New York City, Boston, all the way up in the eastern parts of Maine, there is a heightened uh, concern for damaging, widespread damaging winds late Thursday night into Friday morning. The timing would be Philadelphia, uh, somewhere between 9 and 11 at night on uh, on Thursday. That's when it began. It would be about a three-hour period or a very uh, focused period of damaging winds. New York City, somewhere around midnight to 2 a.m. Boston would be 3, 4 o'clock in the morning where you have a line of damaging winds. Wind gusts past 50 to 60 miles per hour. And then that moves through and then you get a three to four hour period of soaking rain. Uh, the concern is the rain's a problem, and it could lead to some isolated flooding, but we're worried that there could be those wind gusts 50 to 60 miles per hour that can bring down tree limbs, bring down power lines, and produce power outages. And I'm concerned the farther north and east you go, especially from New York City to Boston, 
it could be widespread. It could be lots of power outages. And one other thing, some inside information, if you live to the east of some of the Great Lakes, especially Erie and Ontario, but even like Huron and Michigan, uh, there could be some, there probably will be some lake front flooding. Now, the thing that you can, if you're living in an area where there's still a lot of leaves on the trees, those areas are more prone to branches and tree limbs coming down than areas that have already lost their leaves. So portions of New England, uh, a lot of those places, the leaves are already gone. But in parts of the mid-Atlantic states, there's still a lot of leaves on the trees, and they act like that they catch the wind, mm-hmm. and they act like a sail and just and, and grab it and, and cause those tree limbs to come down. And, of course, with all the trees, with all the leaves on the trees, and, some all, and, and so more leaves will be coming down, that clogs up storm drains. So you have more urban flooding than you might normally in this kind of situation because all the leaves are there. So unless you can get them out of the way of the drains, there's going to be those problems. And Bernie, Thursday night's trick-or-treating and the kids are going to be out. Uh, In in some places, it's not going to be all that safe with the wind and the rain. It's slippery with the tree limbs and even twigs falling down. It's it, it, we really need to be careful. Yeah, and you know while we're highlighting that area from Philly toward New England, make no mistake about it. All the way from New York State, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia on east, it is stormy. Thursday stormy. night. It's going to be a stormy and night. You really have to be careful being out. And the farther east you move, the more rain you're going to get, and the stronger the winds you're going to receive. You know, it's a it's going to be a dark and stormy. Halloween night, and you know that sounds like uh, maybe a, a scary novel, but it's really going to be the truth, and it's something that folks need to be aware of. And we're going to keep following this story. You can follow it on AccuWeather.com. You can follow it on the AccuWeather uh, Television Network. Uh, you can follow it on your app. This is what we're going to be focused on during the course of the next couple of days. And of course, Bernie, you and I will be back on Thursday to really focus in on this storm, where the strongest winds are going to be, and where the heaviest rains will be. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. If you enjoyed this AccuWeather podcast and play fantasy sports, check out Field Conditions, giving you inside information on how weather can affect your fantasy picks. New episodes every Friday. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows.